And now that's not two, that's two zero, 20 million. And, and so what that meant to me was here again, we're able to transfer those resources into things that are, are, are positive and, and, and actively able to help lift and help people in the city. So those are some of just a few of the things that we were, were able to do. I would say the other major thing was I initiated a, a Smart Savers Initiative, which was a financial literacy program, which has always been, you know, just at the center of my heart, is teaching others how to budget, how to plan, how to save, how to get a, how to increase their FICO score so they can buy a home, so they can, you know, make better decisions and, and as a result, improve the lot and the life of, of their families. You, you know, that's amazing, Mrs. Velda. <clears throat> I think I can just about count to 10. Uh, so, you know, uh, you being, you know, having all of that knowledge, that wealth of knowledge and how to manage money uh, and to do surpluses like that's amazing. I don't even know what five million dollars looks like. So I applaud you for your inventiveness, your intuitiveness uh, and your wherewithal to get that done. And that kind of gives me a segue into my next question. You know, I was playing around with Google uh, and I went on to the city of Wilmington's website uh, and they talked about city council uh, for 2022, it was $242 million uh, in a budget for the fiscal year of 2022. And then it talked about the website for the city of Wilmington. It says it was $176 uh, million for 2023. Uh, and some of that is the $82 million budget from water and sewer, which is up $2.1 million. And I think in quoting all of those numbers, my question is, how will residents of the city of Wilmington benefit from those types of financial increases? Will we get to see any of that? Well, the key to whether the residents will see and, and how they will see the benefits is really a function of the the leadership of the city and the people who who are making those decisions and really that's at the heart of why i'm running and what i believe is is so important for people to have a part well not have a part to decide who their leaders are as a way of and hold them accountable yes, yes. as a way of ensuring that I mean, let's face it, it's their tax dollars. It's This city does not belong to any of the people who are elected to serve. This city belongs to the people of this city. And all of the assets belong to the people of this city. The people who and get up and go vote and make their voices heard. That's who it belongs to, the voters. Absolutely, because that's what determines who's in the seat that's making the decision about how those funds, if and how, they will transfer into the community and into the lives of people. And um, and so they, that, that, I mean, that just fundamentally is it. Right. Yes, it will. If the decisions are made 
and they must be intentional decisions. It, you know, they need to be targeted and strategic that these funds will get here and do this. And then measured in terms of how well did it do? Did we did we do what we said we were going to do? If we're going to uh, support um, home ownership, which I believe is absolutely essential, if we're going to support home ownership, it it can't be just about setting aside, say, three million dollars to help with down payments and settlement help and first-time home buyers or any of that, and then the money sit there. Or it'd be too difficult for people to access. It's too too much bureaucracy. We have to make sure people know about it. We have to make sure that it's, it's readily accessible to them. And at the end of the day, we need to be very deliberate that we have supported 10, 20, 40, whatever the number of new homeowners yes. as a result of that investment. And it's that kind of very deliberate, intentional, specific, um, and very tangible impact on people's lives that I have not seen happen and that really must happen. Okay, uh, and so now that uh, poses another question in my mind and perhaps the, 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 the mind of the listeners. Um, as mayor, when you are elected to sit in the seat as mayor, uh, there's only, you know, you have jurisdictional boundaries and rules and regulations that you have to kind of follow with, within there. Uh, will you be able to chime in? on how these monies are spent uh, and the increases, you know, I, I don't even want to start talking about my water bill, right? Like, I don't even, and I am a homeowner, so I don't even want to talk about my water bill. As a mayor for the city of Wilmington, is that something that you're able to chime in on? Absolutely. Um, so when the budget is, is developed, it's essentially the mayor's budget. It's essentially reflective of the initiatives and the, 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 the spending that is necessary for the mayor to achieve what it is her plan is. Now, it's council, city council, that approves that budget or not. So it's very much um, a, a, a collaborative process yes. and should be not a confrontational <coughs> conflicting process it really should be a collaborative process and should also reflect the, the, the input and the views of what council people um, see as important as well because they are equally elected by their constituents yes and close to right within their districts and know the needs as well. So, so yes, the mayor has a, a, a tremendous impact on how those dollars that come into the city as wage tax, as property tax, as uh, water sewer fees, as other fines and fees, how those, with, with those monies that come into the city, how they're going to be allocated to provide the basic services, 
picking up the trash, providing uh, public safety, all of those things, but also any major initiatives and programs like in parks and recreation, uh, the, the, the summer food program, yes. the uh, youth employment program, um, any of those things that are enhancing to the community, even policies. So that's the money piece. But there's a whole nother piece around policies that, um, that the mayor and council need to work together on. And so what I think is really important is as much as possible to, to be mutually respective of each branch of government um, because to not be respectful of the council people, as far as I'm concerned, is to be disrespectful of their constituents yes. because they elected them yes. just like they would have elected and, and will elect the mayor. So to me, that's first and foremost, and I don't believe we have not had that. And I think it's essential that that change and then that that um, translates into a, a, a cooperative relationship that's not always going to be agreement. That's not healthy for anybody. <laughs> the, the, the differences of opinion, the differences of perspective, the debate is how you get your better outcomes. But doing that to a common goal of what's good for the people of this city is what I think is, is first and foremost. We've seen in the past that, uh, you know, our city council representatives and, uh, you know, have had uh, quite a bit of debate amongst themselves about policies and therefore nothing got done. Uh, <clears throat> We, well, we now have a lot of new city council representation, and so people seem to be getting along very well. And it appears by the eye that you have good rapport with many of our city council representatives. Do you think you'll be able to work with who we have right now uh, on city council? Uh, yes, I absolutely um, am certain that I would work, be able to work in, and that we would work well collaboratively with the, the members who are there and the council members uh, elections will be held in 2024 as well. And so whoever the council and whatever the makeup of the council is as a result of the election, I'm absolutely confident because, you know, as I said, the fundamental, um, baseline uh, anchor of any relationship is mutual respect. Mm -hmm. And no matter who is in those seats, the people will make that decision. And I respect, will respect their decision. And we will work collectively together in the interest of the very same people who, you know, would have elected me as mayor. And I think if you, with that as a starting point, I'll just say this. I believe a lot of the um, the the tumultuous relationships and 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 the friction is has been created on purpose. You know, it's the age-old you know kind of create infighting from within the other side of the house, and all the while, you know, on your end of the house. 
you're doing all the things that you want to do while they're busy, maybe, you know, in some kind of confrontation. Yeah. And I'm not suggesting that 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 is what's been, you know, the challenge over the years. But um, but but, I but it's not impossible that that could be uh, a component of it. Yeah. And, and I certainly know that uh, an approach that is drastically different from that, that seeks to to bridge relationships, to uh, share and understand perspectives, to value and respect <laughs> the other side of the house and everybody who is there. I know for a fact that that approach is uh, is 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 the better and the best way to to even begin to try to serve the, yeah. the constituents that we share. It's so interesting. The entire city of Wilmington, I recently heard at a city council meeting, uh, if I'm not mistaken, and feel free to correct me, there's 172,000 residents uh, in the city or something like that. And that's a, that's yeah. a lot of people. Yeah, it's about 72,000. Oh, 72,000. Uh -huh. Okay, I got an extra 100 in there. Okay. Uh, but the point that I'm making is that, you know, all of these districts, uh, they have different need. What, you know, yeah. folks need in Alapocos, we may not need over on the east side. And so yeah. that uh, that also plays a part into the policies that will be implemented into into the laws because different people have different needs uh yeah. so that's a that's a juggling you know a lot for a mayor to juggle as yeah. well yes it, it it is um it, it is no question um but there are some some fundamental things though that that i think all constituents want and deserve, and that is a voice in in what identifying what they need, what they want for their community, with their council person, and um, and 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 a mayor is responsible to listen to that, mm -hmm. to to allow them that voice, um, and not take uh, an approach. Or have the an attitude that, uh, you know, that I'm just going to drive my idea and just sort of ram it through. Um, it's important to have a vision, and I certainly have my vision of of some of the key things that I want to see different and and better. But to not be so arrogant as to feel that you know <laughs> I, I've got the corner on the market of a of, of, of vision, an idea. Um, absolutely not. The people of this city, in many ways, know best what they need most. Yeah. And it's so important to, to hear from them. Um, so I, I, I want to jump right in there, not to not to be disrespectful, uh, but I want to cut you off to jump right in and ask you, what are you? And I know there's so many. I know there's so many. But for the sake of time, can you would you share with us maybe one or two of your visions uh, for the city of Wilmington, Delaware? Yes. So, um, yeah, you're right. There is a lot. And um and I'm, I'm, we'll have time, I, I, I'm, I'm sure and I pray, to really talk through a lot more of it. But 
I mean, you know, in some ways, the the high points are almost the obvious. We have um, we have far too much crime in our city, and far too big a reputation mm. for that. They and called us I, Murder USA or something. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Not and notice, good. I, I said both of those. Yeah. There's the, there's a reality that we have got to um, we've got to to turn that corner and we've got to change the level of, of of crime that's occurring in our city, and we've also got to change the reputation, and and a lot of changing the reputation is of course actually making change. But there's also the messaging that we have to tell the good story mm -hmm. about our city yes. and the great things that are happening yes. because there are uh, great people in this city all across and, and our young people are doing wonderful things. Yes. But if the messages that continually go out don't include those, we're doing a disservice to ourselves, to our, our people of this city, to our young people. and so. Uh, crime is one of the major things, and it and while there are things on sort of the the back end, the law enforcement end that have to be done, so much of what we need to do though is needs to be done on the front end. Needs to be in services and resources that help people um, help people work. <laughs> you know, most people who have a job, who um, have a career are not interested in doing crime or being a part of that. <laughs> That's right. People want to, they, they want to be productive. They want to um, feel good when they walk out of their house in the morning and they're going off to do something productive. And at the end of the week or the two weeks or month that they're, they're getting their reward, they're getting paid for that. Yeah. And they're working toward buying a home maybe taking their family on vacation. Yeah. And so we've got to begin to do the things that help make that happen. And with the pro with the investments that are made in this city in, um, in development and infrastructure, as we do that, as we continue to do that, we have to make sure that our local people are a part of that prosperity. That, that 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 money is coming in and staying in our communities so that it it fuels our local economy yeah. um, and and we haven't that there hasn't been enough of enough of that done yeah um, the education system which is not under the purview of the city that's under the state's purview yes but these are our children. <laughs> And we have a responsibility to them to be their voice mm -hmm. with regard to their need. And yeah. their need is not being met today. Yeah. Um, and so then we wonder, you know, why then are we, why do we see misbehavior? Why do we see crime? We've got to reach them early and we've got to um, do well by educating them with various options college path, but that's not a path for everyone. Right. Um, path to the trades and apprenticeship. Yes. We've got yes. to make sure our children are, are, um, are educated well in the system in a way that they know their self-worth. Mm -hmm.
and, and, and are able to then confidently step into uh, their teen years and then their young adult years and then their adulthood and see a place in this city for them. You know, I, I love that. I love the way you, you framed that. I love the way you brought that all the way home. Uh, and I certainly applaud that. Uh, Mrs. Velda, you know, as a former high school teacher, I had the, the good pleasure. One of the greatest times in my life was working with the children. I love them. They're enthusiastic. They're creative. Uh, they've got so much going on. And uh, it was many of the young people who were able to share with me that it is it is people from outside of the city or the state of Delaware that are coming into the city uh, and uh, causing a lot of the ruckus, you know, and that's me putting it politely, okay, uh, you know, that gave us the name. Uh, that terrible name and reputation. It's not from the locals here in the city itself. And so I agree, we must change that. And I believe that trade is certainly the way to do it because college isn't for everyone, as, you, as you've already stated. So uh, what, one of the things that you and I, you know, we've had the good fortune, we've talked before, and this is uh, maybe also not in the purview of a mayor's seat. But I believe that you and I can agree uh, that systemic institutionalized racism is finally becoming in clear focus uh, for those who have been blinded to it for over 400 years. Um, is there anything that you can do as a mayor to address that uh, or that you could do personally to address institutionalized systemic racism? And that's in education, prison, uh, and, and the list just goes on, workforce yes. and so forth. Yes, I, I, you know, consider me maybe naive or overly optimistic, but yes, <laughs> I believe so. Because, you know, when we talk about, let's just say the city itself, it, the city is an institution in and of itself. So start at home. How about we do that? And, and look at the policies and the practices that we have within city government to make sure that and to, um, to eradicate any of those things within that that, are, that do themselves create this systemic disenfranchisement and that, that is, you know, racism or some form of ism. Sometimes <laughs> it's people with disabilities, uh, but whatever it is um, that we eradicate that by, by really looking closely at the policies, the practices, and, and looking at it from the standpoint of um, what effect is it having are we doing things? Do we have policies that are perpetuating racism, that are preventing all people from across this city from having the opportunity to own a business, to become employed? All of those things. Um, some of them are things as basic as um, having a job description that says a college degree required. Mm. Ask ourselves, is that really necessary? Or is some level of work experience 
equally adequate with training to get people into these roles. So what barriers are we setting up by our policies and our practices that are really artificial mm -hmm. barriers that yes. maybe even unintended create this disenfranchisement of people? Mm -hmm. um, I, I will give you an example. Charlotte, North Carolina has a litmus test for every policy, every ordinance, everything that they put in place. They have a litmus test and, and, and that test is, is asking, does this um, dis disenfranchise or support their goal for diversity and representation and equal access? They do that. They Everything that they do is vetted through that litmus test to make sure that what they're doing is consistent with the value that they have set out, which is to be inclusive and, and have equal access for people. And so taking on that kind of uh, discipline in our approach um, is certainly one way to, to, to do that. Is the mayor so able... We have complete control over <laughs> in the city between the mayor and the council and the citizens. So the mayor's office, you would be able to maybe work with folks to create this Littman's list? Uh, is that something I hear you saying? Yes. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. It, okay. You know, I think this is my this is my the engineering piece of me, which is you know a problem solver. Yes. And so it's understanding. Okay. So we we have a situation here, and we want it to be different. So that defines uh, the problem. Right. So then, how do we get from here to there? What are the steps we need to take? And then the, the, the to build in what we do to build into that process, the the questions and the double checks and whatever it is we need to, so that the result we end up with actually brings us closer or, or achieves what it is we're trying to do. Okay. And, you know, we, we just have to have the intentional approach and the mindset and the discipline to, to kind of work work through that. Um, and yeah, I, I believe in that because I've seen the results in yes. so many other places where yeah. I've, you know, at, at DuPont, yeah. um, in venture capital, at uh, MBNA Bank, so other places where I work, and in the city of Wilmington, when I have been there, I've seen it work. And, and, and I'm very excited about uh, putting it into action and seeing it work at the level of mayor within the city. I, uh, you're making me excited. I'm like, oh, I can't wait until we get a Litman's here, you know, a Litman's <laughs> list, right? Uh, which I think adds checks and balances uh, and something like that with those types of rules or regulations or models, uh, it actually could help us with the systemic institutionalized racism 
on all of these various different uh, uh, platforms, not only in America, I mean, Delaware, but in America, all across uh, this particular nation. So I'm really excited about that. Um, is there something that you want to address the people? Well, I have one other question before I, I, I give you the closing word uh, as we prepare for our close. I've got to ask you, uh, as mayor, you know, Mrs. Velda Jones Potter, how shall I address you when you are elected as mayor? Can I call you Mayor Velda? <laughs> or Thank should it you. be Mayor Potter? Or what? <laughs> You know, it's amazing. What, what you said first is exactly what I would have wanted someone to say. Velda would be fine. That's, I'm used to that. But Mayor Velda, to me, is perfect because we are, first of all, it's a long name. <laughs> <laughs> yes, ma'am. And we are a small city of very personal relationships. Yeah, yeah. And even as a state, but especially as a city. And we are all on first name basis. And for me, that familiarity, that, um, that relatability, that, you know, I think that just the, the, the feeling of approachability that that creates is very important. And that, so what you said, Mayor Velda is exactly what, you know, if, if Mayor has to be a handle on in the front, then Velda following it to me is ideal. That's so. perfect. And it does make it very relational uh, and very familiarity. I love that. I love that so much. Um, so I want to ask you in closing, what haven't I asked that I should have asked that you would like to address? Give us your closing remarks. So um, what would I say? I would say for me, it all comes back to where it emanates from. And that is the people of this city. So, you know, not necessarily in the form of a question, but I guess in the form of a statement as to what I am hopeful for and optimistic about is probably something that most people running for an office and you know to be elected may not take this position. But I do, because I believe it with all my fiber, that, that our uh, leadership is almost an upside down triangle, if you will. That we are there really to serve people and to support them and to lift them. And the way we do that is by them being engaged and a part of the process and listening to them and hearing their voice, which means they need to be lending their voice. Mm -hmm. So I have always been uh, a leader who shares information, yes. educating people, informing them, being transparent, um, you know, opening things so they understand, so that they can give their input because that's how we do things together. That's how we're able to really get their input, their ideas. And so that would be the one thing that I would say is I am one who is, uh, I rally for the people. I rally for them to be a part of 
for them to have a voice in in everything that we do within this city. Yes. And that would be, I guess, sort of the closing message that I would convey is, I, I want them to be involved. I want them to know what's happening. I want to hear their, um, you know, I want to hear their voice, their concerns, um, the things they want to celebrate, because right. that's right. how we meet their needs. And that's the whole purpose of us being in service. Do you realize now, because you said that on your first 50 days, you're going to be inundated with I, people who want to talk to Mayor Velda? Right. Yeah. But you know, you're going to need two or three secretaries to take all of those phone calls and emails. <laughs> we are so excited. I am so excited. Many people in the city of Wilmington are so excited. We can barely contain ourselves uh, to get to the voting polls and make sure we push the button and pull the lever uh, for your name on the ballot. We are so excited to to put you into this position. Uh, and I know that you're ready for it. I know you're ready. I am, and, and I'm excited and um, and humbled, really, even at the opportunity to in being considered and having the people have the opportunity, you know, to make a choice. Um, I think we are in a in an optimal time for new energy and and, and a reinvigoration of our city, and I'm just thrilled to be a part of that and excited for what we're going to, to to have and create for Wilmington. Thank you so much, Mayor Mayor Velda. We we love you. We appreciate you. And I know I don't even have to get you to promise me that you will come back as we get closer to those voting dates uh, that I will have you come back and give us an update on where we are in the vision as you move forward. God Thank bless you. you and we love you. Thank you so much. Yes, ma'am. Thank you so much, Ms. Mayor, Mayor Velda. I'm so used to calling you Mrs. Now I'm going to change it. It's going to be Mayor Velda in positive, positive affirmation. So uh, thank you so much. I will have you back. Enjoy the rest of this crazy day. It's a great day to cuddle up to a good snuggle and a hot cup of tea. <laughs> it sure is. Thank you so much for all that you do in helping inform people. It's so important. Thank you. I appreciate you saying that. Have a great day. I'll talk to you soon. Thank you. You also. Yes, ma'am. Okay, I think if you just cut yours off, it's going to cut off right here. There we go. All right, we got her. Oh, that was Mayor Velda Jones Potter chiming in with her vision, uh, her answer. She's a civil engineer. She's an amazing, one of the smartest women that you will ever meet in the city, in the state of Delaware, Mrs. Mayor Velda Jones Potter. We love her. We love her. We love her. Make sure you get out to the voting polls. Uh, do not be discouraged. We know that some people have been discouraged about voting, uh, but we're asking you to please remember to vote. It is your voice and it is a part of your power. 
regardless of what other people say, get out to those voting polls and make sure you vote in this election. I'm Rochelle Wilson. Uh, I'll leave you with this one thing that I started and I'm going to leave you with this. Beware of leaders who would attempt to lead you where they have never been. Think about that. Remember that as you show up at the voting polls in 2024. I'm Rochelle Wilson for Make Some Intelligent Noise here at the one and only Black-owned, Black-operated news information and advocacy station for the city of Wilmington uh, under the leadership of Mr. Harmon Carey. We thank you so much. God bless you and I'll see you on the other side. Peace and grace. Enjoy the rest of this day. God loves you and so too do I.